Welcome to What's the Matter, the pod and video cast where we talk about anything and everything with a psychology twist. Our content isn't going to be super heavy and technical, but my dad and I want to provide you with useful conversation that's going to help improve your thinking. If you want to stay up to date with everything we're going to be talking about, then remember to like and subscribe. Thanks guys, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode three of What's the Matter? I'm M Drake, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Gavin Drake, more formally known to his fans as Mr. Dad. Yeah, yeah. I've even had some clients, Emily, uh, referencing the Mr. Dad thing of late. So it, it yeah. seems to be catching on a bit. I know, I've had people people say to me on uh, on Instagram, like, you, Mr. Dad was great. <laughs> I just have to let people know. I don't actually call you that normally, but no, you don't. But isn't it interesting how things <laughs> how things start? Because that was just a that was weren't planning that, and I think you just happened to mention Mr. Dad. I think uh, you just it's sticking. It's sticking. But yeah. how are you this morning? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, really, really good. In uh, Norfolk, the sun is shining and the countryside's looking beautiful. Yeah, it's same same here in Essex. <laughs> As you can probably see, I've tried to up my plant game this week because I've been mm-hmm. jumping your background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously there's a nice plant on top of the uh, the cup, the office cupboard over there, and yeah, if you can see the plant on the windowsill or yeah. not, with yeah. the microphones in the way, but you've got some greenery. Yeah, I'm going to have to up my game again next week. Mm. I'll have a tree behind me or something. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, well, look, your shelves are well stocked, Em. I know, I know. See if I keep them alive. That's the next question. Mm. But okay, so obviously last few podcasts we've talked around conscious thinking and focus and how you can make sort of you know immediate changes to the way that you're dealing with situations or thinking about them but today we're going to touch on the subconscious aren't we and that is huge absolutely Mm. huge and um that's sort of running what we do isn't it on a day-to-day the subconscious so yeah yeah, i think i'm sorry we we obviously we've referenced thinking and focus as you as you've said Mm -hmm. and i think feedback has been on the podcast that people are getting that and the importance yeah. of that but as you just suggested the subconscious is pretty much running our lives yeah and the subconscious is a byproduct of what we're consciously doing on a day-to-day basis isn't it it's you know it's sort of the, well we can train our subconscious to be doing whatever we give it the more that that's going to give back to us so if we're giving it positivity, then we're going to get positivity. If we're giving it negativity, we're going to get negativity. So, yeah, before we dive into this ginormous subject, I think, as I always say, you so eloquently put descriptions and uh, and stuff. I would like you to just, yeah, give a little, your description, your summary of what the subconscious is for all the people that are listening. Okay, to give you a sort of a, a visual representation of that, and it's it's obvious this is a, an analogy that's often drawn to 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 explain things but if you imagine an iceberg yeah um the bit of the iceberg that one can see above the sea level or the water level is very small compared to the iceberg bit of the iceberg that's sitting below the water level yeah um and the bit you can see is the bit that you're aware of sort Mm -hmm. of and that we could say is the conscious mind and and the conscious mind is absolutely tiny Mm-hmm. Um, and again, one of the other ways we explain this sometimes is pretty much at any one moment in time, you can only have really one conscious point of focus. So mm-hmm. for obviously for me at the minute, my tiny conscious mind is sort of looking at you yeah. and formulating the words. So that's that's my very simple focus consciously at the minute. That's what my conscious mind is doing. 
to in simple terms. But sitting behind that is this massive storehouse of a subconscious. That's like the iceberg, but the iceberg underneath the water, mm. which is doing shed technical term, shed loads of yeah. stuff <laughs> at any one time. Yeah. I think that's the tiny conscious mind, but that's the yeah. bit which sort of we can be more aware of. Yeah. But actually is it was it would be useful to be more aware of what is sitting in our subconscious because yeah. it is driving an incredible amount of what we do every single day. And there there are there's a variety of um, numbers that get put on this. Um, um, for many years, in, in my own, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in my learning, I've come across quite a lot from you know reliable sources around how much is the subconscious responsible for for what we do. Yeah. And yeah. I've come across quite a lot of like high 90s percentages. So yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, so you know, 90, 95 percent, even 98 percent of what we do on an average day is driven by the subconscious, which that's huge. That is absolutely huge. I came across some more research, I think it was last year actually, that came out of Harvard, yeah, America, and I think there's some research there that said it was 55 percent. So you know whether it's 55 percent, 70 percent, or 90 percent, it's a big percentage of what we're doing every day. We aren't even that aware why we're doing stuff. It's just yeah. coming from the subconscious re repeatedly. Yeah. No, definitely. It's like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's it's not real, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. like Santa. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> and the iceberg. And the iceberg. Um, yeah, but I, exactly. So the subconscious is absolutely huge, and that is that is what's driving us. Mm. Um, but we can be more conscious of what we're putting into that. So you said to me earlier before we sort of jumped on here that. Um, whatever you whatever the conscious feeds the subconscious it won't question mm. didn't you so you know yeah if you are well we likened it to a sponge didn't we so a sponge if you put that in a bucket of any liquid whether that's you know water wine whatever it's going to soak it up it doesn't really matter what it is it's just going to yeah. take it so that's like the subconscious whatever you're feeding it it's going to just it's going to just take it all and um yeah so we obviously want to talk about the consequences of of what we've touched on in previous podcasts so shifting our focus into more positive um direction um yeah so before we get into habit forming and that kind of thing um you've got a brilliant a brilliant example around driving that i think mm -hmm. people might just i know that this is really sort of it is a sciencey topic but we don't want that to be like that we want people to, to listen to this and be like okay i get my head a little bit more now like so yeah so um yeah would you be okay to just yeah so so just reiterating tiny conscious massive subconscious whatever we do with the conscious the subconscious accepts yeah good bad helpful okay, so whether it's the wine or the water with the sponge yeah. just it will just take it on the, yeah. the subconscious never questions the conscious. It just accepts what the conscious gives it, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I think the one way we can understand even more deeply just how the subconscious is running what we do most day, the majority of what we're doing most days, is the driving analogy. So I, I can recall a long time ago when I started my driving lessons at the tender age of 17, if I'm honest, at the time, quite a cocky teenager and the driving thing, couldn't wait to do it, you know, in my teenage years you know old people drive so it must be easy so <laughs> I'm just going to nail this and then the world is my oyster you obviously I didn't was... look at how granddad drove very well no, no, he certainly didn't, he didn't no. follow the rules <laughs> but I um I got a very rude awakening on my first few driving lessons because I'm sure everyone everyone will relate to this 
every little tiny thing my driving instructor was telling me to do, <clears throat> I was needing to consciously do. Yeah. My tiny conscious mind is shifting quite rapidly from, based on his instruction, from engaging the clutch, putting it in gear, slowly raising the clutch, slow, slowly depressing the accelerator, uh, flicking yeah. the cater, looking over my... Oh, wow. At the end of a 45 minute or hours driving lesson, I got dropped back off home again. And like, you know, you're sweating, your yeah. hurts, your brain hurts. You, you've needed to concentrate that tiny conscious mind on every tiny little thing you're yeah. doing. Now, obviously, what happens is the more driving lessons you have, and then hopefully you pass your test and you drive in the big wide world, the more you use those neural pathways that have been constructed through what you consciously started to learn to do. Yeah. And the more you use those neural pathways, the more the stronger they get, the more easily you slip into them and access them. So it becomes a subconscious thing. Yeah. And we get to this weird experience that we all have, those people that drive is, you can drive five, 10, 15 minutes or half an hour or even longer sometimes and consciously think to yourself, how on earth did I get here? Yeah, you don't even think about what you're, you don't even think about driving. Yeah. And, and it's just one example of habit forming. Yeah. And something we started to do consciously, we repeated quite a few times, the brain physically changed structure, neurons fired, neural pathways were created. And we, but that was conscious initially. Then the more we travel those neural pathways, the more we use them. So the more yeah. we drive, the stronger they get. And it's a bit like, this isn't exactly what happened. This is a bit like the conscious mind keeps showing the subconscious what to do. And after a while, the subconscious says to the conscious, conscious, thank you for teaching us. We'll do that now. We'll yeah. take over that activity. You go and do something else. Yeah. So that's how, you know, I can now drive, I don't know, from Norfolk to Hull or Norfolk yeah. to Manchester or wherever, three or four hours. And actually, it's quite scary. Quite a lot of the time, I'm not even consciously thinking about what I'm doing. I know. So often. So driving is a lovely example to illustrate the point, but it's not just limited to driving. If, if people just think about the multitude of habits they engage in every single day, that's mental, emotional and behavioral habits. They just repeat, repeat, repeat. One other example that most people will get M is if you take a typical working day, people's routine in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're on shift systems and stuff. But most people, they put their alarm on at the same, for the same time every day. The order that they do things in terms of getting ready in the morning before they take the bus or drive to work or whatever pretty much the order they do things stays the same every day yeah because not consciously thinking about it they've done it so often the subconscious just runs that program yeah in the brand and that's just driving morning routines etc etc full of habits yeah some help us some really don't help us yeah definitely it's so funny like just when you're telling that story about learning to drive I've just feel like a suppressed memory of mine has just come up from my driving I remember like you're saying when you can you have that one conscious you can't really have more than one conscious thought at any time and I remember I learned to drive in November and it was really dark mm. I'd learned after I'd been in like a whole day in sick form and trying to think okay my hands need to be at you know 10 and two got to think about this got to think about that and I, my shoulders must have been up by my chin I was quite you know tense and I was quite tense as I was doing it but I remember thinking I'd finally got there I was on a little like housing estate thinking okay this is all right and um I mean I'm not gonna lie I wasn't a natural born natural when I first started learning but my I sort of thought yeah I'm doing this and, and my instructor said just just stop the car and just look at me and I stopped the car and I looked at her and she was about a whole foot higher than me and she said you've just been driving half on the path half on the road and I had no awareness that the car was 
like <laughs> like diagonal because I was just so fixated on my hands on the wheel and driving in a like I just yeah I was like I needed a lot of lessons. You've not hit any pedestrians, hopefully. I didn't hit any pedestrians. Well, right, good. I, good. I wasn't consciously focusing on it, but <laughs> it could have had some feedback from listeners and watchers that actually, you know, Emily's reckless driving on the pavement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd swear everyone, nobody was harmed in my first driving lesson yes. <laughs> or any of them. But yeah. no, you're totally right. The um, habits can, we, we're forming them all the time. And those things, it's not even just driving. It could be learning new software at work. It could be learning any new skill, learning piano, mm. learning a language. Um, yeah. And after a while, that becomes second nature. But, but the fascinating thing is, Em, with that, that, that's amazing as a species that's amazing isn't it because yeah we think about the multitudes of things that we need to do to sort of stay alive and function in day-to-day life we could we can't handle all those things consciously no i know no yeah. way we can handle so the way the, the whole brain and mind works is amazing so we, we need this massive subconscious to sort of run things in the background you know so you want to breathe yeah Most have to consciously think about walking they just walk or yeah, run or write because yeah. the more you've done things the more it's passed over from the conscious to the subconscious the conscious has trained the subconscious and it becomes yeah. how you do and how you do it but that isn't just about breathing and your heart beating and walking and driving and getting ready for work in the morning you know our our you know those are those are sort of um, behavioral habits but we you yeah. know they're all um supported by emotional habits aren't they so yeah. The more somebody wakes up on a Monday morning and says to themselves consciously, I hate Mondays, my life sucks, that weather's terrible, the more they do that on a Monday, after a while, they repeat that on enough Mondays, the subconscious will just take over. And tell them they hate Mondays. And they'll wake wake up on Mondays miserable, but they don't really know why they're miserable. It's because the conscious has trained the subconscious, that's what happens on a Monday, so just do it. It's the same with so many things, like, you know confidence and self-esteem and so many people aren't aware of when they say to themselves over and over again oh I'm just I'm I'm so bad at this or I just have no confidence or I'm just I'm just an angry person oh I have I get really hot-headed the more you tell yourself that over and over and over again like you're Mm -hmm. saying you are gonna it's self-fulfilling because that's what you're teaching yourself so um and that's that I mean I guess that's the good news is we do actually have the ability to take control of our subconscious but you can't just do you can't just try and think positively once and be cured of any anger problems or you know it's like you can't go to the gym once and just and get a six pack you you know what I mean you have to continue you have to work on this yeah yeah. Yeah. you're aware of this I'm aware of this but um yeah so what would you I'm sort of thinking yeah what would you say to somebody who um or how, what advice would you give to somebody to positively improve their subconscious? What's, I think, so you want, we want people to listen to this and be able to take away some positives. So what would you, what advice would you give to somebody? Well, I don't, I, I think, I don't always like using this analogy, but I think it's an, an analogy that most people understand I, when you liken the brain to a computer. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it, but it's one that people get, if that makes sense. So if you, if you think about your subconscious as like, you know, the, almost like the, this big processing unit you've got in your head. Obviously, we are born with some wiring and programming, you know, yeah. to be with survival. There'll be a little bit of genetic stuff in there from your parents, et cetera, et cetera. But if you think about the whole nature-nurture... I know, I was about to say, you're a can of worms here, yeah, nature-nurture. 
you know, there are lots, there's lots of disagreement on the nature nurture debate, but, you know, generally, I think the majority of psychologists and others agree in the field that actually there is nature, there is nurture. Yeah. Actually, the nurture capacity is significantly greater than the nature capacity, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, we are born with some stuff, but, you know, I've, I've worked with enough people over 22 years to know that actually we can sometimes over, uh, write new programs for things in here, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So I think one of the things we wanted to, you and I wanted to try and get across on this podcast is the huge, the hugeness of the subconscious, the massive impact it has on daily life based on how it's programmed. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of influenced programming from the world around us into our subconscious. But, you know, there's also what are we doing? How are we programming our own subconscious? And the more rubbish that we put in, the more negative, destructive, unhelpful, thinking, psychology, mindsets, the more we keep repeating that stuff consciously, the more we'll end up repeating it endlessly from the subconscious. Yeah. So I think getting that point across is really helpful for today around the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious and what the subconscious goes on to do, those habits every single day. There are multitudes of things we can be doing to yeah. reprogram or program better the subconscious. And again, I know we keep teasing people by, on the podcast by saying, yeah, we're going to talk about it on another podcast. Yeah. We have got so much to share with everybody, <laughs> you know, but when we, when we, and, and some subject matter that we'll be looking at is like the inner voice, mm -hmm. yeah. voice voices sometimes. So um, we'll be, we'll be having pod, whole podcasts and more on the inner voice and the inner voices, um, how we visualize, you know, how we, how we, how we imagine, you know, mentally project stuff, um, the communication we have with ourselves. Um, the communication we have with others. So you know, as soon as something comes out of here, so we're telling okay. someone else, someone, everything we tell everyone else, who are we also telling? Ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we need to be thinking about that stuff. How can we get more consciously aware of, as we've already discussed, on, of our general thoughts and our general focus in daily life? How much responsibility do we take for ourselves? You know, how clear are we about the futures we want to create? All of this stuff's going on in our head. And all of that moves from the conscious to the subconscious if we engage in it often enough. Mm -hmm. The fascinating thing is, as you said a little while ago, it isn't about one day thinking, OK, today I'm going to think constructively and then everything will be fine. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of debate and research again about habit forming. And mm -hmm. I've been asked so many times in my life around behavioral habits. But remember, they come from emotional and thinking habits. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No behavioral habit exists on its own. It comes from emotions and, th and thought, repetition of thought. How long does it take to create a new habit? And. So how long does it take to create some new programming, if that makes sense? Yeah. And there's lots of thought around this. 21 days was very common. If you repeat something six, often six, after 21 six, days, I think. 28 days. Yeah. Again, I think it was in the last two years, I came across some more recent research, which said at least 60. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, if you want to develop a new daily habit, mentally, emotionally and behaviorally, so hopefully a more helpful one, if you repeat it pretty much every day for 60 days, it then starts to move from the conscious to the subconscious, starts to yeah. really get in there. So answering your question Emma, about what some of the things we can do, there are so many things and we're going to be covering. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think in, initially, based on the fact this is only the third podcast and we've talked about thoughts, general thoughts, conscious thoughts, general conscious focus is to link today's subconscious um, content to stuff we've done already and say, OK, just start to the phrase I use is start to stand guard on the door of your own mind, if that makes sense. Yeah. Be more aware, reflect a few times a day around what you're doing mentally and then obviously what you're doing emotionally and behaviorally as a consequence of what yeah. you're doing mentally. and start to we often um 
you'll know this there's a there's an early reflection exercise we often yeah. encourage people to do so again and this would be a really early bit of awareness and your brain trying to get your brain to consciously work it out and then you can use lots of other tools on top of it but i encourage people if mentally emotionally behaviorally they aren't in the best place so first you need to be aware of that yeah then more aware of is that just a conscious thing that's happened now or is that a subconscious thing i've been repeating has that become a habit yeah First thing, to, it's a five-step reflection exercise. First thing to do is sit down and write down or capture the, the situation or the circumstance that you're in. So what is it that you're not responding particularly well to? So do that. Then think then think about and write down how you're feeling. So it could be a word or it could be a few words that illustrate or encapsulate how you are feeling at the minute. Yeah. That could be stressed, it could be anxious, it could be, but it's a way that's not, not very helpful. Yeah. Then go behind the feelings and say and think so, okay, well, if I'm feeling like that in this situation, what are the thoughts I'm having or what is it in my subconscious that's programmed that's causing me to feel that way? So it's mm -hmm. a way of thinking or it's a perception or the meaning that you give. Yeah, yeah. So that then that reflection exercise allows you to identify the situation, how you're feeling, and probably how you're thinking consciously yeah. or consciously. Then, okay, ask yourself, if I'm in this situ when I'm in this situation again in the future, how would I ideally like to be feeling? yeah could be you want to be more confident or it could be you want to be feeling happier or it could be you want to be more joyous or mm -hmm. whatever and okay if i want to feel like that in the future in this type of situation what thoughts do i need to be having yeah that would enable me to do so As, now the more you repeat that reflection the more, exercise yeah. the more you start to get a grip and an understanding and an awareness yeah of what's going on in your head it's i i love that exercise i think that was a very real example i can give of this of this is before I moved into doing this stuff with you and working with you, but um, so sort of when I was becoming more conscious of my thinking and and stuff, and I, this is an example. I mean, you can apply this exercise to anything, but for me, and one example that's probably quite real for a lot of people is is being late. Mm. Um, so when I used to go into London for work, and my, the trains are quite unreliable and. Yeah, they're quite unreliable. I think anyone that lives around Essex might know that sometimes the TfL <laughs> into, into London's a bit unreliable. Um, but I used to, the train would be cancelled or it'd be delayed. And to be honest, I was already cutting it a bit fine. So I'd be, I'd, I'd be getting late. So step one, obviously, train's delayed. Uh, that that was what the situation was. Train's delayed. I'm, I was going to be late for work. So I'd be getting, my step two, my feelings were, I was a bit, anxious I was a bit feeling stressed I was feeling out of control and just I didn't like that you know I would get quite I'd be a bit sweaty I'd be a bit like mm. I didn't turn up to work looking the best <laughs> to be honest but shiny but um so yeah I'd be feeling that my sort of feelings were oh, stressed yeah uncomfortable um and step like step three from that the thoughts I was having was I'm gonna be late for work my team's gonna be disappointed in me I'm going to be, you know, you start visualizing the bad things that, or I used to start visualizing bad things that were going to happen that day. Mm. So I would, when I was doing that all the time, I would turn up to work. I'd have run there, like from Liverpool Street. So I'd be feeling not very nice when I got to work. I'd be, I was thinking my team were going to be having all these thoughts around me and that I would be late and Emily's late again. And yeah felt uncomfortable did, just didn't like it wasn't in the best headspace and then I'd just be a bit sort of angst at, at my desk mm. um and when I became more conscious of having these thoughts and sometimes yeah I was late through my own fault but when the train when it was the train's fault 
um, I used to go through this exercise and think, so I've obviously gone through those first three steps. Step four, how do I want to feel about this in the future? Well, I'd like to feel quite calm. Um, it's out of my control, really, if the trains are delayed. Um, and I'd like to turn up to work, not not being phased by the fact that I'm, I am five minutes late or that doesn't, five minutes late doesn't have to impact the rest of my working day, but I used to yeah. let it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so then I think, okay, what do I need to do to have these thoughts? Well, I just calmly used to tell my boss if I was going to be late, look, really sorry, tell her as soon as I can. And then because that rest is out of my control, all I can do is just sit on the train and wait to get there. I would just kind of accept that that was the situation and more positively focus my time. Like me stressing on the train that I'm going to be late for 40 minutes does nothing to me other than I would feel very like unrelaxed. I would... Yeah, and I wouldn't be in the best headspace. I think a lot of people can probably relate about being late yeah, or yeah, things definitely. that are out of their control. But you can apply this situation to anything, and that, you know that five-step reflective exercise to anything. You can reply, apply it to your to relationships, to you know problems at work or yeah. anything really. Mm. It's very applicable. So it's it's something that I totally agree with you. It will really help people to be consciously mm. aware of their thoughts and getting it down on paper. But the fascinating thing is, Em, before you reflected with those five steps, that was becoming a pattern. Yeah, it was. A habit, a habit or a pattern in as much as sometimes I bet you would be going to the station and already winding yourself up. Yeah, I was. With an expectation of the unreliability of the trains. And as you said, when you got to work, you were highly stressed. Was Were you in the best state to perform highly in your job? Of course not. No, not at all. Um, and sometimes you could let that affect your whole day. Sometimes that then, the more you do that in the mornings, the more that becomes, you start feeling anxious and uptight in the mornings because you're on yeah. the train going to be late. So the more you're repeating it, it's becoming, going from the conscious to the subconscious. And you can actually end up just being anxious most mornings and not even really knowing why. Yeah. But the great thing is you were aware of that. You reflected with that those five steps and you start to then consciously create different thinking around the same situation yeah no definitely and then so different thinking different feelings and then you can start to embed as a habit in the subconscious whenever the train's late you're just generally pretty calm yeah exactly so it's, it's just repetition you know is repetition the mother is mother of learning mother of learning and the more you repeat something the more it'll move from the conscious to the subconscious so my i always say to people please 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 make sure you're repeating good stuff yeah healthy stuff how you want to be how you want to be in the world because if you repeat yeah. often enough the fantastic news is after a while you don't need to consciously think about it because you've programmed your subconscious and that's how you are yeah i know exactly. people who are habitually happy yeah i know definitely. people who are habitually miserable mm. and and loads of other variations in between and and it's it's often not about their life circumstances no it's, it's about how they are with their life circumstances and what's become yeah. a habit and how that how they've programmed their subconscious yeah definitely it's self-fulfilling isn't it like Absolutely. you say, the more we're doing something, the more we will be doing something. Um, oh, I think that's been really, really useful. So would you be able to just, for everyone listening, just give a, yeah, take home message, a bit of a recap on what we've talked about before we um, say yeah. goodbye to our lovely listeners. Again, this goes very quickly. <laughs> I know, it does. Yeah, I think there's like two, two or a few things I, 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 we really wanted to try and get across in today's yeah. We'd actually had quite a lot of people asking about the subconscious. Oh, yeah, so, quite a lot of people have said about this. Yeah, keep those requests coming if there's key yeah, things definitely. you want to talk about. 
firstly, just getting, you know, help, reinforcing for everybody the, the, the massive, the tiny conscious and the massive subconscious. Mm-hmm. The fact the subconscious is pretty much in the background <clears throat> running us in day to day life. Yeah. And um, and the sort of programmable nature of the subconscious and the, the input that we have is really from the conscious. So let's stand guard on the door of our own mind. Be more aware of what we're doing consciously. Mm-hmm. We want to be putting healthy stuff in. Yeah. Conscious wants to invest healthily in the subconscious. So more more constructive, more useful, helpful thinking based on the lives we want to create for ourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with some self-awareness, we might sort of start to think, actually, I need to reprogram a bit of my subconscious because I need to create a different habit or a new way of reacting and responding to something. And a helpful tool to start that process, because there's loads of tools we hopefully will share over time, is that I, I always call it that five point reflection exercise. Yeah. So if ever you're in a time or a place where it's not working out or you're not in the best place or you realize you are miserable most mornings or whatever, yeah. is actually just, okay, what's the sit- log the situation, log how you're feeling, log probably what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Then say, okay, in that situation in the future, how would I rather be feeling? So therefore, how do I need to be thinking? Yeah. And going through that process doesn't mean immediately you'll, you'll slip, snap into yeah. that thinking. But the fact is you are constructing what you want it to look like in your brain. So then it's more such should be more easily, more easy for you to start to practice that. But don't just do it for a day. Yeah. At least 60 days every day, at least 60 days or on a regular basis. That's how you start to get programming into the subconscious. No, definitely. No, thank you, Dad. I think you've well, yeah, you've explained it very well. And um, hopefully it's (laughs) it's um, it's been useful to anyone listening, because, as you say, we had we had quite a few requests about doing something on this because we mm. we teased it in the, in the last couple of episodes. Mm. We? Yeah, we did. Um, we have such a tease. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> We're giving the people what they want. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, fabulous. Okay, well, me and you are going to be back again in two weeks, aren't we? And yep. um, well, I get to see you tomorrow. So yeah, we yeah you're coming Anna? up coming up to Norfolk. Um, yeah. yeah, looking Take forward to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get the kettle on and yeah. uh, and for everybody out there. Just get programming your subconscious in a productive, positive way. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Awesome. Well, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Dad. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of What's the Matter? My dad and I are going to be back again in another two weeks. If you haven't subscribed yet, but you want to stay up to date with what we're talking about, then please remember to do so. And in the meantime, have a good rest of your week.